0: This week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. Mellanox jumps ahead in Ethernet race.
1: And Athos enters quantum computing realm.
0: It's This Week in HPC. Hi everyone, thanks for listening in to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with top500.org. I'm Addison Snell, that's Michael Feldman. Michael, This Week in HPC, it's a short week in the U.S. with a lot of people taking off for Independence Day, but that didn't stop there from being news. First off, from Mellanox, who we often think of as an InfiniBand company, but they've increasingly been bringing high-performance Ethernet solutions to market, and that's exactly what they're doing now with their new Spectrum 2 Ethernet switch.
1: Right, it's a, a new switch, and it brings 200 gigabit and even 400 gigabit Ethernet uh, switching into uh, into the industry uh also goes all the way down it's basically backward compatible It'll give you 100 gig uh with more ports and then all the way down to 25 and 50 gig ethernet as well so it basically is is for what you need but the important thing it's it's going to support 200 gig server to server and do uh 400 gig aggregation if you if you need that switch to
0: switch right the total switch throughput is 6.4 terabits per second so that's 16 ports at 400 gigabit ethernet, or more commonly, you're going to be operating this at 200 gig E and that's 32 ports at 200 gig E. So that's really moving, uh, 200 gigabit ethernet right into the, right into the forefront
1: here. Right. That's, that's a tremendous amount of capacity. And I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anybody, uh, close to that capacity, even with lower, uh, even at a hundred gigabit, uh, ethernet switches. So yeah, and that's, I think their big selling point here, it's a lot of capacity in one box. So you basically save money by, uh, by densifying everything and and you just have to buy the one box and you have all these, uh, either servers or switches you can fan out to.
0: It's a lot of capacity. It's a lot of flexibility, as you said, with the configurability of port speed, depending on, uh, what's required for a given application. But then also they've improved the latency on this. The latency is down to 300 nanoseconds, which is good for an Ethernet-based solution. It's still not quite where they are with Infinidan. And I think they're being careful not to say the terms HPC too much with this Ethernet-based solution. Right. But the fact of the matter is a lot of HPC vertical markets, notably life sciences, finance, they tend to have a preference for ethernet based solutions and this really brings a lower latency capability to those hpc verticals.
1: Yeah, certainly if uh one of these hpc customers wants this they'll get it. Here they're they're trying to position this for something other than hpc. They're talking about cloud, the hyperscale uh, applications, enterprise of course, big data, artificial intelligence and then financial as you mentioned and and even storage and and, and others as as needed but uh yeah i think the the way Mellanox works they gear their infiniband product line for hpc traditionally but uh the hpc customers do whatever they want if they need ethernet they've got it
0: yeah this is a high performing ethernet solution this becomes part of the overall high performance portfolio for Mellanox. these are all based on the connectx6 adapters which is their which are their 200 gigabit a second uh, adapters, And then you know, that drives the quantum switches on the uh, InfiniBand side and now the Spectrum 2 switches on the Ethernet side. They've also got their LinkX interconnects, which are the, the cabling systems. So this is really part of an overall portfolio for high-performance applications, whether you want to call them HPC or not. They're also going to drive this uh, Spectrum 2 switch into storage. Uh, a lot of the growth in InfiniBand has been on the storage side, and Ethernet you know, has a big role in high-performance storage also. And I think uh, you know, getting this uh, higher bandwidth solution in for storage is going to matter quite a bit. I also like how they've they've tended to um, develop some of these high-performance features on the InfiniBand side, and then they can start making their way over into Ethernet. For example, the Spectrum 2 switch now features uh, a lot of the intelligent routing features that they'd previously introduced for InfiniBand.
1: Right, right. They've got the adaptive routing, the load balancing, of course, the, the zero packet loss capability. Um, yeah, I think this is sort of typical Mellanox. They stay out in front by bringing sort of the, the InfiniBand uh, uh, high-end capabilities to the Ethernet side, of course, from the Infiniband side, there's essentially there's there's no competition now. They're they're going against Omnipath, obviously for Intel. On the Ethernet side, of course, there's lots of players, and they sort of have to keep this uh, this window uh, in front of of all the other players. And they certainly seem to be doing it with this with this high capacity switch with these extra goodies in it.
0: Well, it's a really good point. Just from a competitive landscape scenario, they've got to defend the InfiniBand turf. But with OmniPath coming to the market, this is an important time as ever for them to also have a full complement of Ethernet-based options uh, in order to keep fueling their own company's growth.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now, this isn't quite ready for primetime yet They have the software development kit. That's available now for developers who want to start building uh, the libraries for this thing. And I guess the, uh, the Spectrum 2 switch ASIC is expected to be available later this year, but they haven't given a specific date.
0: New Spectrum 2, 200 gigabit, up to 400 gigabit Ethernet switch from Mellanox this week in HPC. That'll be worth watching as it keeps going through the market, Michael. Also this week in HPC, we've been talking about quantum computing quite a bit. Now we've had a lot of news uh, in North America, you know, starting with d wave and then we had uh, Google and IBM really getting going. Recently, in May on This Week in HPC, we talked about uh, Chinese investments in quantum computing. Now we have an announcement from Atos in Europe where they've introduced a 40-qubit quantum simulator.
1: Yeah, it's of very interesting development there. Now, Atos is not known for building quantum computers or even getting into that field, but here they've They've built something that's going to be very useful for developers and and researchers in this area as we see, uh, as we get closer to the the time where actual universal quantum computers are going to be in the field. Um, And and we already see some of that from from IBM and um, Google. They've got these prototype systems that people are actually using now. So this is a simulator, so it's run on conventional hardware now. Atos is a little bit cagey about what that hardware is about They're, they're they've talked about, there's some special componentry in there that, that uh, makes this all possible, but it's basically on, on the enterprise server or servers that they're doing this. So it's just conventional s- stuff for the most part. I, I, I sort of get the impression maybe there's some FPGAs in there somewhere. Uh, the simulator itself seems to be based on the firmware in there, or maybe, maybe it is part of the FPGA. Uh, Package than they've done, but uh, it, it is a simulator, and they're calling it the highest performance uh, quantum simulator out there. There's not too many of them out there, but uh, that would be a useful thing, especially for people who are developing these these applications and algorithms.
0: Right. You explore some of these topics in your story on top500.org. The machine itself is called the Atos Quantum Learning Machine, or or QLM, and it has its own language, the Atos Quantum Assembly language, for people to develop. And, and as you say, it's it's designed on conventional hardware. This is not a quantum supercomputer in of itself. It is built on... Uh, conventional supercomputing hardware, which the company says is an ultra compact supercomputer with specific hardware components to accelerate quantum calculations which can eventually be replaced by quantum accelerators. so this is a development machine, and I think what we 're looking at here is is really the backdrop to me is where is the European plan for quantum computing because uh, a big uh, application area they call out of, of concern is quantum cryptography. And I think they're looking at, well, if, if the U.S. has quantum crypto- cryptography and China has quantum cryptography, then where's that going to leave the EU? And uh, this throws down the gauntlet in a sense of, uh, of, of starting to say this is an area where, the, where Europe has to keep up with the rest of the world
1: yeah certainly they want to protect uh, their their cryptography all the all the banks are using these algorithms and 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 the internet in general is using these algorithms and uh the fact that if if quantum computers come into being most of these algorithms can be broken they're based on uh factoring integers into into their prime number components and that turns out to be um uh a fairly easy thing to do on a, on a true quantum computer, so they have to develop sort of the counter technology for that, and so that's sort of woven into this uh, as well. But yeah, as as you brought up, they they don't Europe in general doesn't want to be left behind in in quantum technology, which has obviously a, a lot of applications that are that are exciting and and sort of uh, world changing for computing in general now. There's certainly research organizations that are doing that in Europe, um, but most of the commercial entities that are working on this are, are US-based. That's IBM, that's Google, uh, that's Microsoft to some extent, as well as Intel. And so I think this is part of that uh, that desire to get more of this technology on uh, on european-based uh organizations
0: now wrapping up on atos this wasn't the only announcement they made this week they also had an announcement on the more shall we say conventional supercomputing side although it's a pretty good size announcement
1: yeah they announced that uh, awe the atomic weapons establishment in the uk has bought a 4.3 petaflop system that's a bull sequana system and uh that will, unless there's a subsequent uh, system they sell, that'll be the largest uh, Bull system uh, out there. I think they've got a three petaflop system that's currently sitting on the top five hundred list. But this is actually a quite a large system, so it, they didn't go into how much this costs, but it's it's certainly a big win for Bull and Atos.
0: So we've seen, well, yeah, Bull is the brand they carry forward still for the HPC products within Atos, same company, but we've certainly seen a lot of momentum around them. The the, the sales uh, momentum has kept up. They had a good strong show at uh, at ISC. And now this quantum announcement, I, I think is very interesting. It'll make the most sense to me in context of some European research project around quantum. But, but I bet that won't be far behind now that we've seen the announcement of this simulator.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right.
0: All right, Michael, thanks for uh, putting the wraps on another weekend. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research. Actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.